I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the red room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the red room Ah, uh, yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Tracy? 2016, 2016 baby. Yeah. See how I do that? You know nothing about that time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. Exactly. See, we say 2016 because that 100 thing, is everybody's saying 100. Everybody say that. You know what yeah, I mean? I like 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we try to keep it whatever year we in. We try to keep cool like that. Fresh and new. Current. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Current. So fresh current. and so clean, clean. So you guys know how we do it on the Rat Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and my favorite, shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like shit like that. Exactly. So, a little disclaimer, you guys know my girl, Lisa Bolacaja, she um, broke her ankle. You know, I don't know if she's out there surfing or something, you know, messing around on the, on the boogie boards or some shit. Who knows? She did something. You know, hiking. She did something. So she hurt her ankle. So we got my man, Tracy Grant, sitting in with us. Writer, producer, director, pimp dog himself. I appreciate it. (laughs) Nice to be with my dude. Shout out to my whole crew. Everybody showed me love. Lisa, (laughs) heal up that ankle. Stop doing cartwheels on the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all know how we're doing on the rat room. If you guys are grown, let's get it in. So today we got my man, my new friend I just met. Uh, Todd Nunez. Yes, Todd Nunez. Todd Nunez. I was referred to him by both of our really good friends, yes. your high school friends. Yes. Pete, Pete Turner, Turner from the Break It Down show uh, 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 with Pete and John. Shout out to those cats over Absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Pete's a great guy. And John, too. I had, I had a blast with them. Yeah, yeah. You had a good episode. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and uh, so my man, um, Todd, is writer, director, producer. Um, your specialty is horror film, horror movies. Absolutely right? horror movies. Yeah, right. I am a horror movie fanatic. Love it. Yeah, yeah. So you, what do they call it? Like a horror cinephile? What do they call that? Yeah, could be <laughs> fanboy. <laughs> fanboy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Horror file. Right. I don't know. Maybe. I, I've used that word before. Horror file. <laughs> That's I funny. like it. I like it. Uh-huh. If you I'll use take it. It, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's what's up. So let's talk to you for a second. Let's All just right. tell the kids. Where you come from and just, like, how you got into the game, and then we'll spend time talking about, you know, the process and what you do. Well, I was brought up in a little town called Benicia that not a lot of people know about. Very small town. And where is it? It's Northern uh, California, right? Yeah, it is. It's uh, about 45 minutes away from San Francisco. Okay. So it's a really small town. There's not a lot of uh, of uh, horror movies and, and stuff like that going mm-hmm. on there. Okay. So And, and that's, where, that's where I grew up. But, yeah, it was my, my first scary thing was The Wizard of Oz. Oh, the Wizard of Oz is a scary yeah, motherfucker. So, yeah, well, I guess it is because I was, I was, uh, I was infatuated with it. I didn't know why. I'm mm-hmm. like Dorothy and the Ruby Slipper. I mean, what is it about this thing that I'm mm-hmm. so infatuated with? Mm-hmm. But when I was in the fifth grade, I knew. 
because uh, that's when I saw Halloween. Mm, yeah, that's the one to put it on the map. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It was I, either that or Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, or, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth came later, mm-hmm. but Halloween. Yeah, I saw it with my cousins on HBO. We we snuck down, watched mm-hmm. it because our parents wouldn't let us. And it changed my mm-hmm. life. Definitely. It really changed my life. I never seen anything like it. Had no idea. It was. One of the most magical moments mm-hmm. of my life, experiencing that and seeing everybody getting so scared and mm-hmm. how a movie could affect you. It affects you. In that way. And it's not so much like, oh, I like you know, seeing people get killed and mm-hmm. I'm, I relate to that kind of thing. No, it was this way of this, this thing on the TV mm-hmm. making everybody experience something so deep and together and having fun mm-hmm. at the same time truly magical and it changed my life i talk about that all the time i know tracy and i do too about like why do you write Mm -hmm. right and for me it's always about trying to get somebody to a moment of a feeling whether it be scary whether it be emotional whether it be a laughter Mm -hmm. that's what i'm looking for and that's why when people ask me well why do you like horror i'm like because it gave me that moment Yes. You know, yes. and if you don't give me that moment, that's when I don't like it. Yeah, and you're trying, you're <laughs> you trying to share something that Correct. you've experienced, and you're, you want to share that with other people mm-hmm. and have them have that feeling, that magical moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's what changed my life. That's what's up. Yeah, and I went on from there Friday the 13th, and immediately afterwards uh, got an 8mm camera. Oh, you're one of those cats. Yeah, mm-hmm. right after that. Soon after that, it was the video camera. My parents mm-hmm. were like, what is getting into this kid? You know, he's <laughs> running around, chasing all the kids in the neighborhood, uh-huh. trying to kill them. You know, <laughs> parents are like, what is up with this Todd? <laughs> Why know? don't we have any ketchup in the living room? Yeah, the exactly. You know, I went from, you know, grease and summer nights and the Wizard uh-huh. of Oz to, you know, you know funny. stalking, you know. All the kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> you became the neighborhood serial killer. Didn't uh, interesting. <laughs> I did. You quickly took to the camera. Yeah, yeah. Because you could have looked to perform or maybe mm-hmm. write something of your own, but it sounded yeah. like you went pretty straight for getting oh, behind yeah. the camera. Oh, I couldn't wait to get my hands on mm-hmm. it. The first thing I shot was uh, my brother getting killed in the shower. Yeah, it's like, I don't know why I went to that, but I did, you know, and the POV, you know, I was just, it was, uh, I I knew then I was never going to put it down Mm -hmm. and this was what I was going to do. And I always said that, you know, if I'm, you know, a hundred years old and sitting in a rocking chair, I can at least say if I didn't make it, I tried. Mm. And I would rather say that than to be looking back on my life and saying, you know what? I didn't give it my all. Mm Mm-hmm. I could have given it my all. Mm-hmm. I, I know I love this, and I'm so passionate about it that I belong there with the rest of them. I belong there doing this. But see, that's, so, that, you just connected into something. And I'm be interrupting you a lot. So we're just having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's something you were talking about with the last guest, too. You've got to have that type of tenacity mm-hmm. where, where, where it's just in you so much that you would do it for free. Now you hope not to do it for forever, not forever, right? You know what I mean? But yeah, you. But but you would do it, like you said. I would be a hundred years old, sitting in a wheelchair, directing motherfuckers on how to make a movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how strong. And that's what I'm always telling people: those are the people you're competing against, and you want to do this part time. Absolutely. Again, you're going against a Todd Nunez who fucking dreams and sleeps and eats all day long. Yeah. How do I make another movie? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's your competition. Yeah. And that's what I tell. I tell a lot of people, actors who come here mm-hmm. when we ever get in comp- you know, conversations with screenwriters. Mm-hmm. You, it's, it's not just that you're good. You have to have that obsessive uh, nature about mm-hmm. it. It's got to be every day, all mm-hmm. the time, because you're looking for that one small little break. Mm-hmm. Because I know beautiful actresses out there yeah. who can act, yeah. and they're not working. Yeah. 
Right. We all know yep. them. Though. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like there's something, you know, it's got to be that, you know, you got to keep rolling the dice. And the mm-hmm. only way you can keep rolling the dice is by keeping yourself in the game. Yes. So, so that's, that's so what big. it's all about. And mm-hmm. I, I learned that. I learned that. I learned that the hard way, but I learned it. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you conscious of any limitations where you grew up in your, in your town and the Bay Area? Oh, there were lots of limitations. The biggest limitation, especially wanting to do horror movies, is, is people don't understand you. Mm-hmm. They think you're just a weirdo. They think crazy. you're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they don't get it. They didn't either have the same experience that you did or they're older and they, they, they missed the boat mm-hmm. as, far as, that, as far as that goes. So, yeah, so, but I, I dabbled in other stuff too and mm-hmm. I became successful in high school doing mm-hmm. plays. Like not just making people uh, afraid. I mm-hmm. said, you know what? I'm going to make people cry. I'm going to show these people at mm-hmm. my school so you did that start I can do something else. You did start acting eventually. Is that what you were doing? Or were oh, you yeah, directing? yeah, yeah. No, I, I was acting uh, when I was a kid. That's what mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be. I thought that that's what I wanted to be until mm-hmm. I saw Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Oh, got it. Okay. It was like, oh, no, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to. And then it became like, you know, well, then I'll just be a writer. And it's like, well, no, no, I, I, I have to direct this because I have to. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it, it, it just, that's my passion. That's now, you, my passion. You have a sister who yes. is an actress also yes. who yes. Star, who's always in all your movies too, right? Yeah, she's in most of my movies mm-hmm. and uh, we're sort of like dubbed in the indie horror as the brother-sister duo. Mm-hmm. We came onto the scene as that and, and uh, we've gotten a lot of publicity because of it and we are Sometimes doing something Sometimes it helps, else. right? <laughs> yeah, it does and it's great and my sister is great because she grew up with horror because mm-hmm. that's what it was when she she grew up. I was doing horror and she was a killer teddy bear at one point. She was a possessed <laughs> child. Mm-hmm. She was always covered in blood you know just like my other brothers but she took it to heart and that's what she wanted to do and she wants that she wants to be a scream queen that's her goal Mm -hmm. that's what uh, interesting yeah that's what she lives for she's a scream queen i'm the director writer and Mm -hmm. it works yeah, but she's popular though. A lot of people, a lot of people she, love her. She is, and she's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw her on the sci-fi. She was on a reality show oh. uh, called Robot Combat League, okay. where she fought robots. Huh. She got cast on that mm-hmm. giant robots. Mm-hmm. She controlled them, and she made it all the way to the end. And mm-hmm. she had to battle this one. She lost at the very, very end, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. she made it far. She got a lot of fans because of that, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people like her. And what's your sister's name again? Ashley Mary Nunes. Ashley Mary Nunes. Yeah, she would okay. love for you to check her out. All right, she's a uh, She's a great scream queen, and mm-hmm. she's not. Only, she understands it. She understands that it's actually a physical job too. She understands mm-hmm. that there's a vulnerability that needs to be uh, embedded within this character, mm-hmm. especially the if you're going to be the final girl. Mm-hmm. Or just about any character has to, have, I think, show some little bit of vulnerability mm-hmm. if you want to care about them. Mm-hmm. And and she's great at stunts and fighting and running. That's and important. Jumping. Yeah, because I was throwing her out windows when she was like you know three years old. <laughs> you know, and now I'm gonna drown you in the bathtub. You know, <laughs> she's just like okay. <laughs> it sounds like even though you were at home, you didn't feel limited or constrained by where you were. It seems sounds like you had a focus very early yeah. on. Oh yeah. But what kept you going um, when you started to write? Or decided to direct and sort of add that to the acting, leave it behind. What was it? What was the engine that kind of kept? Well, you because moving? I was young, it became a part of who I was in school. You know, I was I was Todd Nunes, the guy mm-hmm. who does horror movies, and everybody wanted to be in my horror movie. Everybody wanted mm-hmm. to get killed. 
<laughs> you know, funny. they weren't like, I want to be the final girl. No, they like, kill me good. Mm-hmm. You know, I want blood all over me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I was just doing these movies. I was also adapting uh, plays. Oh, okay. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. I did Friday the 13th. I did Halloween. I did you did Friday them as a the play? Part two. Yeah, I did them as stage plays. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I had them take place in the cabin. And I was very lucky to have a drama teacher that, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was really into Shakespeare and all of that, was very supportive. He was That's very important. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. And he's a great, he's such a great guy. And I owe him so much Shout for him out. Mr. Heller. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, he was a very talented person himself. Okay. And, uh, and he wanted to support my passion. He saw my passion and he stood behind me, even though the administration was mm-hmm. like, Okay, come on. He's <laughs> taught. I mean, really, he's going to put somebody's hand in a blender and mm-hmm. blood's going to shoot off. I had all these things rigged, and they're like, "What kind of uh, educational value is are in these mm-hmm. plays?" Mm-hmm. And it's like it was like, "Well, I had leadership. I had mm-hmm. students who were following me, and my plays weren't falling through. They were happening, mm-hmm. right?" Even though everybody was interested in boyfriends and girlfriends and boobs and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right. um, I was getting everybody to show up for rehearsal. And it was a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's you a good point. put it forth and people, people got behind that. Well, it's funny because I'm from – my stance on horror is this. I'm a, I'm a huge horror buff. I grew up. My mom is 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 like she calls them spooky movies. Uh-huh. So yeah. my first memory of a first my first horror movie is um, um, not the Living Dead, the yeah, original one. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm a zombie hit. Yeah, still yeah. to this day okay. because of Walking that. Walking Dead. You know, um, I believe parents should show their kids horror movies, mm-hmm. and here's why. Like Friday Thirteenth or 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 Halloween, mm-hmm. it teaches you what to do and what not to do. Yeah. In situations, <laughs> especially if you grow up in the suburbs and you don't grow up like on the hard streets of freaking Harlem yeah, or yeah, San Francisco yeah. and right. like the, right. the concrete jungle yeah. where you have to be street aware. Right. Otherwise, if you you're just sheltered. Grow up, if you're sheltered, yeah, horror movies teaches you, motherfucker, if the phone rings and some shit goes up, you might want to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. Now <laughs> right? yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Don't instead go look upstairs. Of, instead go, of... Yeah. <laughs> Boom, I heard something downstairs. Let me go see what that is. Yeah. No, motherfucker, yeah. let me wait till, let me call dad, tell dad to come with me. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's things that it yeah. teaches you that yeah. people think they shouldn't do mm-hmm. because it's, oh, it's a scary movie and I don't like them. I don't want my kids to see them. You're missing them learning real shit, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're missing danger. They're missing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, that's yeah. why. Yeah, you know, I, I hear a noise in the basement and I go check it. <laughs> you do? Still? The white person. I don't know what that is. Like, why? Why do I go? I'm like thinking to myself, why am I down here? There's a margin of safety. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, this is not good. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I understand no, that like, too. I don't shelter. There's some shit going on downstairs. I'm going to take it right. out when it's daylight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my sister, she grew up on horror movies and mm-hmm. she's very young. I mean, she's completely stable minded mm-hmm. and nothing. And my brothers, too, they were younger than me mm-hmm. and they all grew up on the horror movies. And it, I mean, it's all fake. Okay, I mean, unless you have something wrong with you already, yes. horror movies are just horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not I, I taught movie. a class. I don't know if you came um, at the Writers Guild. Mm-hmm for OBS um, about horror movies uh-huh. and how to not be a script, how, not, how to not have fear of them. You know, I remember I did a whole little, probably like a 20 minute piece on it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and one of the things I was talking about was um, <laughs> this, I was using DVDs. <laughs> this is probably like seven, eight years ago. And I was like, um, like you take your DVD yeah. and you know, how they do like the making of and all that shit. Yeah. If you watch the making of a movie and you watch somebody actually go from, playing some monster beast and you see them put the makeup on. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of get 
you know, numb to it. Yeah. So for me, I, for you to scare me in a movie is really hard because I'm always in the scene. If I'm either my director hats on, my writer hats on, my actor hats on, which I'm not an actor anymore, but I'm always in the hat of, ooh, that moment, or you're coming down or creeping. I'm like, ooh, is that a dolly? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, always. Is that Steadicam? Like, what are they doing? I can't yeah. get Boy, out they of had, it. They had some money for yes, this. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm always in all that. So for you to scare me yeah. takes a ton. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, we know I've how they're made. It. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, well, I mean, I guess we had our time. We had our moment. Um, I try not, especially if I'm going to the movies and I'm mm-hmm. paying, you know, money to see mm-hmm. a horror movie. I try to let it go. It's I try to be though. in the moment. I yeah. try to even like make myself. It scared. takes some effort, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, yeah, it does because I want to recapture that mm-hmm. that feeling. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, there's other things I can enjoy about it now. And like I said, the technical aspects yes. of it, if that was a good jump scare, mm-hmm. if that, you know, they had that beat right, mm-hmm. you know, if the, 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 the history of the, the killer, mm-hmm. you know, all these things, you know, are, I, I enjoy those things. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy to see, cause I've seen so many of them. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I get really impressed when. So you're doing the plays in high school. Yes. You're shooting on eight millimeter. You're doing films. Yeah. Tell us how the films start to evolve or how the projects get bigger. Um, because your aspirations, your ambitions were already there. Yeah. So, like, yeah. how did you start to move beyond what you were what yeah, you were point. doing in school? <laughs> well, I moved here to L.A. I, I started a, th- a theater production company went back in the, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And then we did about, like, four plays. And, and then I decided, okay. well, I'm moving to L.A., going to UCLA, going mm-hmm. to you know, mm-hmm. screenwriting. Uh, came here, was like, whoa. Hmm. Oh, yeah, LA, I, kick your yeah, ass yeah. Minute, I minute. was Steven Spielberg yeah. in my time, yeah. and I come here and I'm like Tom not who? even an ant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it became, you know, really it was scary, yeah. and it became I just became very insecure, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know how to get my foot in the door. Which and, is why most people only last two years. Uh, oh, two real, years, and they're gone. On. If that, I, I have know? many friends, mm-hmm. many friends that are no we longer here, yeah. and I meant, I mean, they moved away mm-hmm. back working at you know, Walmart or whatever, mm-hmm. and but I, I stuck it out, but I, I I lost my way in a little bit because I lost hope, hmm. and and in losing that hope, I, I felt I felt like I lost me hmm. in a sense. Well, talk to us, talk about that. What do you? Yeah, mean? well, I was just it was it was a part of me for so long. It was mm-hmm. so a part of what made me smile and made me laugh and mm-hmm. got me excited. And I get here and people are saying no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Stay where you are. You know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but I got the script. It's great. And that, 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 that. Stay mm-hmm. where you are. Nobody cares about horror. Nobody mm-hmm. cares about yeah. horror. Nobody cares about you unless mm-hmm. you know somebody is bringing your script into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I sort of lost that, and I lost my way. And I always, I never gave, I never said that I wasn't a writer anymore. I never said that I didn't want to do this or sure. that I stopped loving horror movies. But uh, I was young, so I got into the party scene with my mm-hmm. friends, and we would go out and have a blast and a mm-hmm. good time. And it, it sort of helped heal hmm. this uh, missing piece inside of me. And then I got some really bad, horrible, horrible news, and I ended up in the hospital, oh, and wow, I almost okay. died. Mm. Yeah, it was awful. Wow. And it took me uh, It took me about six months to have to walk again. Really? I was I was done. No more partying. All my mm-hmm. friends who were my party, they were gone. Mm-hmm. And then it was just me and depression and the reality of what I had been hiding from okay. for so, so this, long. This is the type of stories I like to hear, the real shit. Yeah, uh-huh. this is the real, the real, real deal. Mm-hmm. I became really depressed. Mm-hmm. And I just kept, 
I didn't know what to do because I'm like, well, that's impossible. I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I can be a graphic artist. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go to school, be a graphic artist and try to start my life over. I got in there. Wow. I went to one class mm-hmm. and I came outside and I told my mom and I called her up and I'm like, mom, I, I just can't do this. One I just class. can't do this. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, what? She goes, after all that, you got in there and uh-huh. everything. And I'm like, I can't do it. She's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to make movies. Mm. And she said, quit. I like her. Quit. Mm-hmm. And I did. I quit. And then I immediately found out that down the street from where I live was a Los Angeles film school. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was there in school, like within uh, three months, mm, okay. I was starting. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even matter to me. It was like film school. I didn't even, I was just like, I just wanted to be in there. I just wanted to be in the environment. Mm-hmm. And my whole life, at that moment, I was laughing. I was happy again. And I was just full of energy. Mm-hmm. And I was just happy to be alive. The new passion kicked yeah, in. Yeah, I was happy to be alive. First, I was like, why am I alive? Why am mm-hmm. I still here? I have no meaning. And now it's like, I'm, I'm back. Now, yeah. let me ask you a quick question. From the time you had moved here, now you went to UCLA and started write, doing screenwriting? Yes, yes. UCLA. You got you get a master's? No, no, no. It was just a screenwriting, like a special program. Okay, got Just it. screenwriting. All right. Um, so by the time you moved here and did that, and then by the time you got into LA Film School, how much time went by? Uh, wow. Exactly how much time went by? I'm not exactly sure, but probably about 10 years. Oh, that long? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. Wow. See, yeah. you hear all them years? Yeah. That's yeah. a long, people would have been given up on yeah. that. Yeah, Suffer- long suffering. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of suffering. But what I'm hearing is, to somebody, it sounds like a lot of suffering. To, to me, I'm hearing maturity. Yeah. You know, no, absolutely. you 10 years ago, whenever that long, long ago that was, yeah. you wouldn't be able to do the movies you're doing right now. No, I wouldn't. You see what I mean? I would not. Absolutely, no. I would not. No. I would not. You know, a lot of stuff happened in the time. Not just mm-hmm. that, but my brother died. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And so I, I took all that when I went into film school. Okay. And I used that. Mm. I used that. And uh, my thesis film was about my brother. And, okay. Yeah. So what so, was that? Tell the kid what that was about. Um, it was called Two Brothers. My brother ended up, uh, he was schizophrenic. Okay. And I remember when we were growing up at the time, it was just like a really bad time for people who had mental illnesses. It's mm-hmm. like they either got cast aside or their families took them in. And families, I mean, to care for somebody who's schizophrenic mm-hmm. is uh, not uh, the easiest thing in the world. Sure. My parents wouldn't give up on my brother. And so uh, we took care of him uh, for that whole time. And so my, my movie was about that, about the families, what they have to give up. Um, to care for somebody who's mentally mm-hmm. ill and to be strong enough to not cast them out. Hmm. Or so it wasn't even out. a horror movie this time? It wasn't a horror movie. No, no. So you went to the heart movie. this time. I went, yeah, I felt like it was a story I needed to tell. Interesting. Okay. And I thought it was the first story that I would tell. Mm-hmm. I like that. And how, did, how was that received? Oh, it was great, great. It's a little controversial. I mean, you yeah. know, because you know when you're writing something, you got to find an angle that's going to mm-hmm. make people watch it. And when I'm looking at all these right. short films and student films, I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of schizophrenic stuff okay. out there. You know, uh, people who have mothers, fathers, and all this. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what's my, what's my angle? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get people to start, to start listening? And mm-hmm. I thought, well, the, the story is about my character, me, I could throw a twist in there and get people to start listening. Like, what if my character at that age of 16, when his older brother is doing all this, mm-hmm. sees that his parents, the situation they're in, his younger brothers and situations they're in, and he tries to take matters into his own hands mm-hmm. and he gets a gun. Oh, really? Yeah. And so he's going to save his, his family. And so the story is about his process of if he's going to do this, mm-hmm. 
or if he's not going to do this okay. and how he's sort of like, you know, put his life on hold, no college, no nothing mm-hmm. until he takes care of this matter. Mm. And so it was a little controversial. Right. A lot of people were like, and I'm like, well, okay, good. As long as you guys are watching, it. people are <laughs> yeah. talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea is that we need better, uh, we need better help for families mm-hmm. who aren't giving up on their loved ones. The story came from a real place. Mm-hmm. It was a story that only you could tell. Uh, I don't want to rehash it, but give us a little bit more about that 10-year period and having sure, to survive. Mm-hmm. You had to pay the bills and pay the rent and that whole thing. Yes, yeah. Um, and had some tragedy you know, yeah. within that. So just for the folks who are listening who facing some challenges or struggling just talk about kind of what you did to get to the next mm-hmm. week next month well i think what i did is something that if i was going to give advice to anybody i would say what to do what uh to do what i should have done hmm. so and you didn't do it i know i didn't do it <laughs> here we go Not at all. so one of the things that i did and I, I think that i learned this from growing up with somebody in my family who was schizophrenic and mm-hmm. the issues and stuff that my, my parents were facing was that my greatest superhero power of the time was denial mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so it was like 10 years of just denying the situation that i'm in feeling it mm-hmm. and feeling like you're in this box but coming up with excuses for it, mm-hmm. denying it, mm-hmm. and not facing it. Like, I think mm-hmm. had I just sat down one day and just faced it and said, mm-hmm. this is reality, okay? Mm-hmm. How do I get through? Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't do that. Den- denial was just too e- was much easier. Which is like hanging out with your friends all night. Hanging and out with your friends. Doing things you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, partying. The next big party was always next week. Mm-hmm. So there was always something to keep you occupied on top of paying your rent and mm-hmm. all of that, you know. What kind of odd jobs were you doing in between? Oh, I was a bartender okay. at uh, Melrose Place on La Cienega mm-hmm. when it was Melrose Place. Uh, I worked at a tanning salon. <laughs> um, I worked uh, for an insurance company. I worked uh, with that New Millennium Media. Um, I did a lot of, you know, a lot of other you know, jobs. I was lucky enough that I could do a job and it was enough to pay my rent and live in West Hollywood. And you could have went home. Oh, I could have went so home. So something yeah. kept you here. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're kind of getting at. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, it was sure. the draw that here. I just feel like that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And even if you weren't making movies and even if stuff. I wasn't making movies, like there's mm-hmm. just no way like going home, that mm-hmm. would have been like final. That would have been like I would have had to probably face reality mm-hmm. at that ultimate point. failure. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't really, uh, you know, facing reality. Understood. So much. Understood. I have the same thing because I grew up in Palo Alto, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Outside of San Francisco. <clears throat> so I have the same s- kind of similar story, just in the sense that, you know, Family supportive and all that, but I was really successful when I was in my teens, mm-hmm. like you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was doing TV and commercials and stuff like uh-huh. that, uh-huh. making more money than my dad. <laughs> so you know what I mean. So I <laughs> thought good. that was going to last forever, uh-huh. and of course it didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And by the time I moved to LA, I think I moved here with less than two thousand dollars in my pocket. You yeah. know. Um, anyway, where I was going with that was in regard to going back home. Still to this day has always been, I'm sure you can relate to it, always been my ultimate failure if I have to move back home. Yeah. And I've been gone yeah, since yeah. I'm 16, 17 years old or something. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and because I moved to San Francisco first for like five or six years and then I moved here. Yeah. And like 
even when I used to go visit my mom and dad, I would never stay at their house because mm-hmm. to me that's failing staying yeah. at their house. Yeah. So it's weird how we put these for sure these rules on ourselves. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. About sure. what's failure and what's not failure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like going home, mm-hmm. but I only go home for a visit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'm I'm real like you know fanatical about my place. I guess mm-hmm. that comes from that because okay. it's like I'm like the rent's gonna be paid on time and you know mm-hmm. all the, you know I'm not there's no you know no reason for me to go back home. Okay, no. interesting stability. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, in Sidney Poitier's biography, he talks about leaving the Bahamas and coming to the states, but mm-hmm. he never went back to see his parents until he was able to put something in an envelope and send something back to them. Mm, okay. So it's a similar yeah, dynamic. Similar, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, there is a, there really really is, you know. I I don't think that I really recon I with my family I did, but not with the people I went to high school with so mm-hmm. much until I started doing stuff. Like I didn't go to any high school reunion mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, like but I mean it's 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 weird because these people would have accepted me anyway, shape yeah. or form. Yeah, definitely. But it's just it was me. Was your film school experience was there a breakthrough with that or was it more gradual? Because you had a lot of experience mm-hmm. before your yeah, and, and, first day. And let me just pick it back off of that. By the time you got into film school, and, and like you said, you were already making some little smaller little, you know, eight millers and one, eight millimeters yeah. and whatever. Did you get in film school and go, what the fuck was I doing before? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the reasons why I w- went to UCLA and went to screenwriting, mm-hmm. for me it was a um, – it was a huge difference than actually committing yourself to film school, to mm-hmm. directing, to making movies, to the mm-hmm. thing that I really, really wanted to sink mm-hmm. my, my teeth into. Um, so going to film school was one of the things when I, I got out of the hospital and started walking again that I said, if I'm going to start my life over, I'm going to do what I've always said that I should have done, which was go, go to film school. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was scared to go to film mm-hmm. school. I thought that if I went, I would find out that I wasn't good enough. Mm. That's that real. All these okay. other kids would have you know passed me up and mm-hmm. we're already on it and the all the stuff. The denial thing again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would I would I fit in and would I would I I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but I was so excited to go. I went and I found out that no, I'm not I'm not the person that's behind. Mm-hmm. You know, I am the you know, I'm up there. I am the one who's taking charge. You mm-hmm. say, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants the director challenge me? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was the one who was going for it and I was like, I have nothing nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I made some great and amazing friends and had an amazing okay. experience mm-hmm. at film school. So you have you don't have any um, regrets like, boy, I really didn't need to go because whatever. No, no. For the time <laughs> for the time mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed that mm-hmm. more than anything. The discipline and the yeah. Well, just to regimen. just change my life, just being in the environment okay. and uh, getting rid of my fear. Mm-hmm. Then once I I did that, I'm like, you know what? I could I could do this. I can freaking do this. So let's talk about you doing it. So okay. So what happened? So how did you finally start doing it for yourself? Um. Well, I had a couple of uh, I started writing screenplays and. And again, it was all about uh, examining my life and asking myself, well, what would you do differently if you could do it all over again? Okay. And you always think that you can't. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to wait until you're in the hospital on your deathbed. <laughs> and then you can get out and say, I'm going to do things over again. Mm-hmm. No, you don't really have to do that. Mm-hmm. You can decide. You can sit down and decide and work it out. And all these things you're always saying in your head, you know, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. It's like, do it. If you're mm-hmm. not 80 years old, do it. Mm-hmm. It's never too late. So that's just what I, I the, the mindset that I went into. Mm-hmm. So, but then, were there 
pieces of craft or tips of tricks of the trade that you picked up in school that you didn't have? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there was I learned I learned so much. Okay. I learned so much from the instructors and from the class and from just the hands-on and uh, and just trying to get the most out of it that I could, like a sponge just, you mm-hmm. know, every day sucking up information. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how, and long, how long is that program, by the way? Uh, the program when I went in, it was a year and six months. Okay. So it wasn't even really that long. So there was another added, uh, you know, energy behind mm-hmm. trying to do everything that I could possibly do mm-hmm. as far as the assignments went, mm-hmm. you know, making people laugh. The very first thing that I did that they showed on the screen, mm-hmm. I was so nervous. I mean, I was so nervous. I thought I was going to black out. Mm. I was so nervous. I know that feeling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I have the premiere of my movie in, in Hollywood, mm. and that wasn't there. Interesting. So I know something's happened along the way. Funny, because I, I could relate to that just in a sense of when I was an actor, and I was in, like, a, a TV show, and I was guest starring on something or even co-starring on something, and it would come on, and I'd be like, oh, my God, it's coming on. And then all of a sudden, boom, there you were and your name and all that shit. I'm like, cool. But when I started writing and you'd have a premiere Mm -hmm. and you've been to a couple of things I had. Yes, sir. And you have a premiere of something. I felt exactly how you did. For some reason, the actual writing of the words Mm -hmm. is way more stronger than me than me actually performing in it. Uh Now you're judging me. You had a sense of ownership of the whole process. Yeah. Yes. It was so, so I could totally relate to that. Uh Completely relate to that. Mm -hmm. That, that, That's interesting. I mean, as soon as you said that, I immediately pictured (laughs) that feeling of, am I going to make it through this night, so to speak? Yeah. Because... Everybody's going to judge me after this night. Everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you end up with a standing ovation or something. You don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. you're not sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I'll, I'll give you another one for directors out there who are listening. And this is for all of us creatives. Your struggles with the business versus the art, art versus commerce. Mm-hmm. And then was there a time when you first sort of discovered the challenges of film financing. Mm-hmm. Like you're a director, you have a script, but you got to raise the budget to get all of this done. Yeah. Uh, um, well, yeah, it ended up after close calls and a lot of, a lot of good stuff. And it's just like, wow, you know, you're almost there and you think it's going to happen and it's not. It, it sort of came back to like, okay, I've got some friends here. I'm going to go back and do what I've always done, which was I just did movies because mm-hmm. I love doing movies. I'm going to do my own movie. Mm-hmm. So I got some talented friends together. We all put in just a little bit of money, decided to write a screenplay. I, we, had, we had a meeting. Okay, what do we have? Mm-hmm. What locations what are the do we have we already? Have? Yes. You know, who yes. do we have? Mm-hmm. Who can we get in? How do we do these things? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I know a little bit about uh, killing, fake killings mm-hmm. and stuff like that that I could get away with without having to, to do, spend a lot of money. And so we, we made a movie around that to, mm-hmm. to have something, went out, did it. And what was that called? A scary Larry, mm-hmm. and the whole idea of a scary Larry was that it was going to be sort of something that I wasn't, you know, way too attached to because it was uh, just going to be this fun thing. We have this uh, name that's a little catchy, mm-hmm. and um, and we'll put it out there and see what happens. And the movie is sort of like tied up with producers and all this stuff right now, so I'm not sure it's ever really going to see the light of day. Okay. But it was okay because that was what I needed to get someone get to wet, see huh? that I could do it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And because of that movie, I got a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. I got people who believed in me. The Redmond Company, was, they have been great, amazing. And I'm doing my next movie with them. Okay. Uh, they took a big chance on me. Mm-hmm. But they are a company that wants to build off into to movies. And they're all busy working and doing do all they, their do stuff. Do they mostly do horror movies or something? Or no, no. They, they're, uh, they do uh, commercials and all mm-hmm. kinds of other. They, the, the Haunted House, they were part of that. They do a lot of stuff. Um, but they're breaking up. They want to do movies. But because they're so busy, they, there's, who can do this? And it just so happened that I was there. I mean, you talk about being at the right place at the yep. right time or making friends and proving mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, then they, they threw the money at me, and mm-hmm. then it was just go. Mm-hmm. I love it. It was go. They didn't have to worry about a thing. Now, I what, turned it what, into them was on time, project? on budget. What was uh, that all from? through the house. That was all through the house. That was all okay. through the house. Because okay. yeah. then there was one. I thought there was one before that. It was scary. Larry was before that. Uh-huh. And it was all through the house, and then I, I did some short, you know, obviously short films okay, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. All right. So let's tell the kids about all through the house. Well, all through the house is a Christmas slasher movie, the kind of Christmas <laughs> slasher movie that I've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a real big fan of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that it's a classic '80s horror movie yeah. and all that, but what got me about it was that freaking poster. Santa when Claus I, with the, yes. the freaking dagger or whatever the fuck he Well, he was coming out of the chimney yeah. and he had this axe. Uh-huh. And I was just like, when I was a kid, I was like, whoa, that's scary. Santa mm-hmm. Claus as a killer. Mm-hmm. That guy's a genius. Mm-hmm. That's what see, I thought. That poster is everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I couldn't see it because there was like all this controversy and it mm-hmm. wasn't playing anywhere. And then eventually, years later, I saw it and I was like, eh, okay. But uh, <laughs> that poster and what was going on in my mind when I was looking at it and thinking about what it was mm-hmm. is what's with me okay. and so i wanted to to bring that so what did you do differently life? with your story oh it's all different it's mm-hmm. completely different i wanted uh i wanted a masked uh killer mm-hmm. i wanted somebody that was more slinky mm-hmm. uh not this jolly kind of fat i really mm-hmm. don't think santa claus is is all that scary but i do think that the christmas holiday lends itself to a lot of scariness definitely uh, if you look at um a Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. especially the black and white version. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a horror movie. That's true. That's a good right? Point. That's a good point. There's a lot of crazy things. You know, sneaking in your house, mm-hmm. all those things. Those are the types of things I wanted Scrooge to Scrooge is scary to me. Just, Scrooge you know was me? scary. What, yeah. what is this? Yeah, Definitely. you know, so, so a Christmas horror movie mm, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. The Grinch is a little scary the when Grinch you're a kid. Cr- you know? Scary, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's lots of things that, you know, like I wanted to take advantage of mm-hmm. in the movie that uh, Christmas offers. And, uh, and that's how the movie was born. Okay. Okay. Now, how long what was, what was the writing process on that one? The writing process on that one was was pretty quick. There mm-hmm. were issues with Scary Larry, and then and so I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this, I can't even believe this. This mm-hmm. is horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm now a man without a movie again. <laughs> it's like what I just went through <laughs> all familiar? of this, <laughs> and I ain't got no movie. Uh-huh. So I'm like, this has got to change. Okay. And so uh, I went to the these the Redman Company, who I knew they were wanted to uh, uh, do movies. And I just started thinking about, which I do with horror movies because I feel like the killer is, is the star. Mm-hmm. And then his mythology, if you can have that down and you can get somebody interested with the killer and his mythology and not make it be just some campfire story that mm-hmm. gets told, told out, that um, I, I think you can get people's attention. And so I went and I, I pitched that and then it was, it was like that. And, and suddenly so you, I'm making a, a so movie for the a production company. What I did, at least with that particular story where – I'll set a horror movie with my characters and the monsters in the background. 
The so the character is like what it's all about, and then yeah. the monster is like somebody we see every ten pages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, there are all kinds of different ways yeah, to do it. Definitely. Um, I, I, you know, because obviously, you know, I'd like to create another Michael Myers or another mm, Jason. Okay. Or, Franchise. You know, yeah. Yes. And uh, and so not only did I pitch him that idea, but I pitched him the how it would go into to two other movies okay. and, and come back around to the mm-hmm. first one, and mm-hmm. then they could do whatever they want to with it. Love it. I can introduce you to my boy Jeffrey. That'd be cool. Yeah, what is he like him? Jeffrey Reddick. He did one did Final uh, Destination. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. <laughs> <laughs> he got like nine projects going on at one time. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I love Final Destination. Yeah. And he lives in West Hollywood. So oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. And there was a jewel in there. He's focus on what you do have. Mm-hmm. What you can do. Mm-hmm. Get your friends together. Sit in a room. Everybody comes up with a resource of some mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. That's what led to the relationship with the Redmond Company and the yes. all through the house. Yes, you know, so I love it. Definitely picked up on that. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is yeah, I could have done this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, before I moved to LA, I was doing movies all the time with mm-hmm. my friends, getting with all people those together. Resources and all with, that, yeah, right? exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. So mm-hmm. you know, it's like you don't stop. It's interesting also, though, because you had a theater company. Mm-hmm. You could have easily replicated the theater company mm-hmm. here in L.A. Yeah. But film is your medium. You, yeah. You stayed true to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, all my plays that I did, that I wrote, they all felt like movies anyways. Mm-hmm. So it just was the, the natural step. The thing with the plays was that I had an audience. I had a mm-hmm. built-in audience. Sure. We packed the theater in. There's nothing mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. You know, showing your work to a packed theater, hearing them laugh, mm-hmm. hearing people, right. you know, respond to what you've done. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's magic, too. I was I was I was asking you about your, the writing process and all through the house. Uh-huh. So you said you wrote that in a short period of time. I wrote in a short period are there, of time. Are there. Let's talk about just really quick. Keep your thought. Let's just talk about really quickly. As a horror files, we're going to call you. Right okay. now. I'm, <laughs> I'm like good that with word. that. I'm good. As somebody who loves horror movies and seen dozens and hundreds of them, probably millions, like we yeah. all have, <laughs> um, what what type of elements do you look for in your movie? You know, like what what when you see a horror movie or when you're writing a horror movie, what what are the type of things you're looking for? You know, from being a horror fan, that's going to grab people to want to watch your movie. Well, first of all, like I said, the killers yeah. a main the main part. The mask, the the costume mm-hmm. is mythology. Um, boobs don't hurt. All right. So a lot of their boobs for some are very popular with yeah, horror movies. Yeah. So, you know, we throw them in there here and there and uh, a really great inventive, uh, kill scenes mm-hmm. are another thing, but really what it comes down to is the story. And it, and for me, it's, uh, I guess a lot of people call her the final girl. Yeah. Uh, it's really important because I really think that in this day and age, especially now that women are coming into the horror genre, mm-hmm. directors and writers, and mm-hmm. they're, they're realizing that there's something there, that women are being represented. That's where women can star in the movies, right? Yes. That's when they're <laughs> yeah. the action heroes. Yes. That's, that's when true. they're the star. They're facing the big evil. It's the same you know, plot device mm-hmm. that, you know, Die Hard and Rambo, and mm-hmm. she's got to rescue her friends, and, you know, is she going to be able to overcome this big evil? Mm-hmm. So I think it's great that women are reclaiming the genre mm-hmm. and saying, you know, hey, I'm being represented. I want a piece of this, and adding a new flavor to the horror industry Definitely. as well. So the final girl, 
I love me some good final girl. So you, do you tend to do that in your, in your movies? You I do. It doesn't girl? necessarily mean she has to survive. Oh, okay. The That's final the girl. Funny. And okay. it doesn't necessarily mean she has to die. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of other sure. ways to end the final girl. Mm-hmm. You know, does she become crazy? Does she become a bad guy? Sure. Does she get lost and never found Does again? Does she become possessed? In the Does end? she become possessed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, was it a dream? You know, mm-hmm. there. Oh, don't do that one though. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> but there are there are a million different ways, and I think that if we start thinking about how we can end this, it's going to make horror movies a little bit more exciting because mm-hmm. there's been a trend where the final girl gets killed, mm-hmm. and it's become a part. It's it's so trendy now that it's not even effective anymore. True. And I don't want to see my heroes get killed. Who wants to see Rambo get killed at the end? Mm-hmm. Who wants to see Bruce Willis get killed at the end? No, mm-hmm. I don't want to see my, my heroine get killed at the end by mm-hmm. the monster and get defeated or have a man rescue her. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not interested in that. Because the, the whole point, and in, in, in for me, when, you, when you're writing a, a script for, with a horror movie, is your hero has an ability they didn't know they had. Exactly. Which is why they're the special one. Which exactly. is why they're the final girl. And, and seeing you know? them come to terms with that mm-hmm. and realizing it and how they utilize that mm-hmm. To save the day, mm-hmm. or save themselves, is part of what makes mm-hmm. any movie good. Although, I don't mind a good sacrifice. No, I don't okay. mind if your hero hey, sacrifices himself. That's not a bad, somebody. again, that's you not a bad I mean? way. She got to yes. sacrifice herself for some kids. Correct. We're going to cheer her on. Mm-hmm. And she's a hero like she should be. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying to keep her a hero in some way. Absolutely. Even if it costs her her mind or her mm-hmm. life or mm-hmm. her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. No, I was curious about that. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. You've done some horror festivals. Yes. And some shorts. I wondered if your experience with horror-oriented shorts was different than the film festival circuit or what distinctions there are with, with horror festivals. I, th- I think there's a huge distinction between shorts and, and movies. Um, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of good horror shorts big fan of a lot of good horror shorts but as far as your your career or how you want people to perceive you you know i'd rather have people perceive me as somebody who can make a feature of course who has ability to lead the crew and the cast and get all the you know get the get the shit done right because that's what people are afraid about giving your money even if you have a good script you know is this guy gonna going to deliver, mm-hmm. going to deliver on time. Mm-hmm. So it's much more impressive. If you can, I say do a feature. My, the first the two brothers, the short that I did, it cost like $10,000. And mm-hmm. then when we did uh, Scary Larry, we had like $7,000. So <laughs> yeah, so you can, you can do a feature for oh, very yeah. little money Definitely. if you can gather your friends. If you've got somebody, a friend mm-hmm. who does sound, you've got resources. a friend who does how to color yeah. correct, you know, mm-hmm. do you want your name in a feature? Mm-hmm. Okay, you just got out of school too. Mm-hmm. I know you're not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, to go to people and, and, and see what you have. So feature, definitely. Hey, you just have a lot more power, you know, mm-hmm. as far as coming out to people with, 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 with the elements of, of what you have. It's like it's so much more powerful to show them the actual feature of movie than it is to show them a short. Mm-hmm. Although it's becoming really popular. I probably do four or five of them a year. Um, we shoot like a sizzle. Sizzle. You know sizzle I mean? real. Yeah. So yeah. let, let's talk to the kids. Have you done any of those yet? Um, I was going to do a sizzle reel for one of the movies that I had uh, developed. I wrote it, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then All Through the House came, and now I've got some deals going on with the Redmond Company, okay. so I didn't really need to, I really need no to need do that. Yeah. yeah, but sizzle reels can be, can be good if you tease them about your, your movie. 
Well, I've done them in several different ways. Um, you can, like with the Derrick Brothers, <clears throat> we just did one for this badass sci-fi movie mm-hmm. called Architects of Crime. And it's, we shot it, it looks like a short film, but it's actually the, the it's more like a longer trailer for the movie. Okay. okay. So it, it shows you who the characters are, the world, what yeah. the conflict is, you know what I mean? Boom, it ends on a big button, you know, but it looks like it's its own little short film. Yeah. So you could do it that way, or mm-hmm. you could do it trailer-wise where it's just a bunch of, you know, kick-ass yeah. scenes that give you, you know, visions or visuals of the film. You know what I mean? So I'm always telling people different ways you to do it. Depends on what you want. Yeah, and it also film. depends on because I mean you have a reputation though because you know how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So giving them a sizzle reel, it's like, oh wow, this is great. This looks wonderful. I mm-hmm. like the idea. And this guy I can tell a story. Sure. Um, but for people who don't have necessarily that reputation and want to prove it, a sizzle reel, you know, I say do the low budget horror movie for people who yeah. are trying to prove. Let them see that you know how to tell the, you know a story, mm-hmm. the three act structure. Mm-hmm. You know that you can move your characters through it, mm-hmm. and you can how care you about the dialogue, how, how you handle, handle the dialogue, action, everything, everything, everything. Definitely, I agree. That's a really good point. So, so, are horror festivals similar to your indie festivals? Or oh yeah, they, they're all the same. Oh, they are just, just a whole lot funner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now you, now you end up with all the fanboys who really love your movies. Right. Yes. You know, yes. whereas, you know, you go to a film festival. I've been in so many of them here. And people are just sitting there, you know, that right. Hollywood audience. But as soon as you do a horror one. Right. It's, it, a, it's fun. It's like a circus. It's you just, have a, it's a Comic-Con vibe. It has yeah, a Comic-Con definitely. vibe. Exactly. Yeah, it does. And I love Comic-Con. I'm a mm-hmm. big Batman fan, DC Comics fan. The, so. the, the, the watch is hot. The first, movie that yeah. <laughs> the first movie I ever saw was a horror movie called Blackout. Uh, there's 20 movies yeah. called Blackout. That wasn't my title. Anyway, I had a better title. <laughs> um, and so I got to do a lot of panels and, you know, mm-hmm. see it at different film festivals and stuff. But it's sold at AFM like that. Wow. So, I mean, six hours. We, the three hours sold six countries like that. Now, um, so I got to see being in an audience with people seeing your movie. Mm-hmm. And you're right. that the, the response from the audience is completely different in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. If it's a good horror movie. Yeah. Then it is... To, for a regular drama or comedy yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. just a comp- – they swarm to you. And yeah. they want – where's the memorabilia? Where's the, where's the T-shirts? Where's the exactly. – like they want to wear that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get that from other movies. No, you don't. It's just a, it's just a good time. Mm-hmm. We premiered on Halloween night and I was worried. Yeah. yeah I mean, I love the fact of premiering my horror movie sure. on Halloween night. I mean, sure. what, what a great experience that was. I was worried the audience – we wouldn't get the audience, but we, we sold out. It was mm. packed and – the experience was just, it was mm-hmm. amazing being in there. Amazing hearing everybody mm-hmm. respond to it, appreciate it, and even yeah. and gasp at the kill scenes, which are mm-hmm. so hard to do, and totally. hearing people jump from the jump scares. Yes. So all of that was, I mean, yeah, really a night to remember was at the RIP Horror Film Festival. Okay, yeah. yeah, here in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So okay. just what, a little what, plug what for other, them because they other, were great. What other festivals have you guys do, Scream Fest or any of those other ones? Uh, we missed you? the deadline for, uh, it was, well, we, we're going to, I'm going to, the next one, we're definitely getting it, mm-hmm. uh, going to submit to, uh, Scream Fest and Shriek Fest, I think, oh, that, yeah, are, Shriek Fest that are here. Yeah. Those are great ones that are here, but yeah, it was, you know, we missed the deadline. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the festivals also help with raising awareness of the film, mm-hmm. marketing. Yeah. Because you're wearing so many hats, so I wonder, mm-hmm. like, you got to get the film done and keep the production moving, but mm-hmm. these days you also have to deal with social media, mm-hmm. yeah. audience cultivation, yeah. mm-hmm. the next project. So that's, 
you talk about just juggling all of those roles. Yeah, well, I was really lucky that, I don't know if you know Jessica Camera. I'm sure maybe you probably do. She's a horror scream queen, mm-hmm. indie horror. She's a director. She's on Truth or Dare, Mania, a movie mm-hmm. that just came out. Uh, she was is in All Through the House, and she has been through the ropes, and so I just sort of I took to her, mm-hmm. and she's given a lot of great information, especially when it came to social media and how important that is mm-hmm. and uh, what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped on that bandwagon right away and uh, took off, and social media, we are there. Really? Yeah, we've gotten a lot of publicity. We've been in all kinds of horror rags and mm-hmm. uh, interviews, and the word is out. Where are you with distribution? Well, we are, and I can't tell you that right now. <laughs> but you're in the process, right? You got some people who are interested, right? Yeah, yeah. You I can have say to, that. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the distribution, that's really like the Redman Company's job sure, sure, and what sure. they're doing. And when they want to announce certain things, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be all over it because that's one of the things I can't wait for. Definitely. But uh, definitely got to respect, you know, the hand that feeds you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when they give the word. Okay. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, are those are, now? I'm only asking because people are going to ask. They're going to be emailing me because people. A lot of people don't know. Some of these horror movies are non-union. Some of yes. them are union. Yes. Are these union films? Are they like how are they done? Uh, this was originally going to be uh, a union film. Mm-hmm. Um, Writer and directing happened. both. Um, actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it became non-union. Okay. Uh, and so we'll see what happens with the next one. Because it's and, – and I only encourage – and I know that eventually you have to you know, pay people a lot of money eventually. Yeah. But I always encourage you should at least do that SAG ultra low budget. You know, yeah. I mean you can get them for $150 a day. I yeah. mean it's not, yeah. it's not killing your bank pockets yeah. you know, at yeah. all. There, I think there's just a lot of other red tape. I think the, that just wasn't uh, – uh, we weren't really prepared for at the time and we had to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a deadline. So no, I'm just talking about on the future. Ones, oh yes. On the future. Ones, know, that's definitely, definitely all a part of, of their, their ultimate plan yeah. is to go there. It was supposed to be on this one. Yeah. And I would be also encouraging because Tracy and I are, are very, you know, busy over at the writer's guild. So we're always trying to get other writers into the guild because it, it yeah. builds our, yeah. Our union, yeah. you know, is to encourage them. You know, even if you're making a two or three hundred thousand dollar movie, uh-huh. now there's contracts for that. Yeah, you know what I mean to yeah. get you guys in. So be pushing them to okay. to do that. And I'd be happy to have that discussion. You know what? I you would appreciate I mean? that. I think that having you know some uh, insight because mm-hmm. there, are, I think that there are a lot of you know there are rumors out there and there are a lot of uh, horror stories. <laughs> Um, that people, I don't know why they generate them. And then you hear people saying, what are you talking about? That's not true. Yeah. They, no. they work with new they folks. That's what everyone in isn't aware. Even if you don't completely have your budget up front in the moment, mm-hmm. as long as there's a willingness to kind of move in that direction, Correct. there's communication with them. They know mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. You know, they will work with people for the most part. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't speak for SAG or DGA, mm-hmm. um, but the Writers Guild is pretty good about um, making a way uh, forward as long as yeah. they they actually all have plans. I mean, even even the DGA. I mean, I know a bunch of guys in the DGA who still do short films, so that's how you know that you can still. Work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Still, I, I, I know many work. people who've done, the short and it's films okay. You yeah. just have to let them know what you're doing. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's there's definitely ways to do it. 
I'm just encouraging you as somebody who's making feature fucking films. Yeah. You know, you know, there are so many different tiers of contracts we have now. Yeah. That if if you're already making a two hundred fifty thousand as an example, mm-hmm. you might as well fucking make it a union film for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, to get you in so that it starts legitimizing you. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. the agents it's, start calling you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. What oh I mean? no no I want that. Trust so, me. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. But it's, it's a conversation. I think and that's it, a it badge. It, it doesn't because it's all like later. It's like once you get distribution, then yeah. the, then this is. Cr- I mean, it's all later, yeah. Yeah. so it doesn't really affect them now. Yeah, you know, but it helps you. Yeah, so you got to be thinking about your pension and health and your you know. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Stuff like that, so. No, it's a great, it, it great advice. Insurmountable. Are there projects that you're interested in directing other than the pieces that you've written? Yeah, that's because I'm going to only- get that a lot. A lot of well, people, everybody's gonna be asking me that. Well, question. I mean, I, I certainly would be would be interested. Uh, I've read a lot of stuff, and immediately as I'm reading it, I'm thinking of what kind of camera or mm-hmm. lenses and mm-hmm. what kind of toys would be great to shoot mm-hmm. certain scenes, or what the objective in it is. So I definitely, you know, would never would not shy away from that. But uh, I have some projects that I'm really excited about doing. Mm-hmm. That's gonna keep you busy for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if the right thing comes along, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the project. I mean, I've got, I've got my whole life planned out mm-hmm. as far as what I, I want to do. Yeah, you know, it's not just this movie. Mm-hmm. It's there's lots of things. Mm-hmm. Do you want to stay in the horror world? Or I'm, I'm going to stay here for a little out? while. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here for a little while. I mean, I think that. Uh, for one thing, I think that the, the horror fans like somebody who's really they cemented do. into it. They like do. they have a lot of respect for mm-hmm. that. And I am that guy. Mm-hmm. And that the horror genre is something that I really do. It's not the only thing I do. It's not the only thing I've ever written. Sure. sure. Uh, but maybe I, I think I might have you know something that I could that could segue into other types of genres. Yeah. And the cool thing is because you're still an indie filmmaker right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it helps, like, like I'm an indie filmmaker, right? And it, what helps me, if, if you look at any of the projects, I'm all over the place. Like, yeah. I just, I just, I was telling Tracy, I just got a new assignment to write a new zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, it's That's good. Badass. That's good. <laughs> and, um, uh, but I just had an assignment before to write a new mob TV series. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? That I just turned it. So it, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm all over the place. But because I'm an indie filmmaker, writer, whatever, you can do that. Yeah. But as long as you, you, but what I'm saying is you can guide your career where you want it to be. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. the work follows you or you follow the work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. until you get into the system and become that famous director known for writing, you know, directing Hostel as an example. Now you become that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which he's happy with, which Eli, I'm sure. Yeah. Eli, Eli yeah, Roth he's is done, not he's complaining. Done. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> you not. You know what I mean? Um, I'll use an example of somebody who focuses mainly on horror. Yeah. Then then you can you it won't hurt you is all i'm saying as long as you decide that's the path that i want to take yeah just keep that path a smart path yeah and i think that ultimately it's like i don't think i'll ever leave the horror industry understood doesn't mean that i i won't you know write other stuff sure but i think i'm I'm pretty loyal to this genre Mm -hmm. and uh and it's been part of me for so long i just can't imagine Mm mm-hmm the haunted house events, yeah, I found be kind of unique. You tell us about putting those together. Yeah, the haunted house event was was great. It, uh, you know, we have a, a non disclosure about where they were. It was for a wealthy family, and uh, uh, 
and so we had a lot of. So you guys built the whole thing yeah, in somebody's yeah. somebody's house by yeah. themselves. Yeah. So it wasn't They're for like to... the whole. No, it wasn't. Just they, for them. It was just for them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know you got money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, they're great people, though. They're all there. They're great people. And the haunted houses were amazing because they weren't just the haunted house. We were able to do a story. Like you actually went through and experienced the story each mm-hmm. time. And again, like I was saying, we, we weren't uh, held back by the rules that you would find at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get into a maze in the pitch black mm-hmm. dark, you know, these walls are, mm-hmm. you know, you can barely fit through them. So mm-hmm. we were able to capitalize on a lot of uh, fear okay. in these haunted houses. And we scared the bejesus out of them. <laughs> and there's, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Do you get to direct those too? Or uh, no, the director work? is the director from the Redmond Company, Steve Redmond. Okay, he directed yeah. it. I helped him out. I helped mm-hmm. write it and okay. helped put together, cast all the, the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that for about five years, and it was an amazing experience each time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it sets you apart as a director too. And a lot of theme parks, we, we don't always remember the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. of Yeah, they're just saying it's just a bunch of people with outfits on. Universal Studios. <laughs> you know, yeah. Creatures running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no, someone there's writing that mm-hmm. stuff and putting it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to hear you were able to yeah. do that. In yeah. addition to the films, like, everyone's not going to be able to, to point to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Um, so what's next for you? Uh, well, I'm working on another movie right now that we have not announced yet. Okay. Uh, you guys already shoot it? You're in pre? or uh, We're in pre-production. Okay. Uh, we have to, to tie up some Understood. loose ends to it, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do – we'll do a big announcement. It is a remake of a classic oh, cool. horror movie, so yeah. I'm so excited Good. about that. So excited I got this this gig. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be off the hook. All right. And where are you with – with what, one of the issues I have with a lot of horror films – I'm starting to see a little difference. I'm only saying this to you as a filmmaker so that you just keep an eye on it. And I know you do because you grew up around Pete and those dudes. Is keep your cast diverse as yes. much as possible. Yes. That is the world. It's not yes. full of white people because it's horror movies. No, it's not. <laughs> you know it's I mean? not as interesting. It's really not. No. And the black people don't have to be the first to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They can be a hero, too. You can play <laughs> you know with that, I mean? though. That, it, it is kind of... It, it, as a joke, yeah, yes, as a joke, but it's yeah. already been done so much yeah. that I'm kind of sick of seeing it. And I'm just saying, <laughs> be clever yeah. with, you know, Latino girls or whatever. There's, there's a bunch of us... Yeah. We love horror too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Well, this next one has a very uh, a diverse cast. Good. Um, and yeah, and growing up, I know because I know Pete, yeah, we, had, we had a diverse group of friends. Mm-hmm. So amazing, amazing, talented people. And mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine limiting the talent bucket mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the people who I think are, are still some of the most creative people I've ever met. Okay. So I know that. And like when you look at if we're talking about diversity, if I got to bring up, you know, my Justice League, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a huge Justice League fan. <laughs> Here we you go. Know? <laughs> I, I follow Justice League forever. But there was one time there was this picture of the Justice League and they were all there. And, it, and not only that, it had, it had Vixen mm-hmm. and it, it had uh, Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just like, wow. I mean, when mm-hmm. there was all these different types, it's like that makes sense because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the way it would be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's an excitement in that because, again, it, it 
it keeps any genre from becoming stale, like bringing women into the horror mm-hmm. genre, bringing in different people of nationalities and getting a different perspective, uh, bring something new and fresh mm-hmm. that can keep any kind of genre alive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, no, we're always... No, I, I really wasn't saying that to you. I really was just saying it so the people heard it. And my, so my godson is mixed. About it. Okay, so <laughs> my godson is mixed, all right? And, and, uh, so we can have a discussion <laughs> for those horror people out there who are listening, who are making their films now, who yeah. are writing their films now, yeah. can hear from somebody who's making the movies, yes. you know, that you have, you know, diverse... Film. One, of the, one of the things I love... Whether there's anybody black or of a color, you make sure the woman is a strong and women. As long yeah. as you have a woman, that's strong too to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know that to me is is, is being diverse too. Yes. So yes. I want to be clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I love up. I love Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bitch can't do nothing but turn. <laughs> what? Fling. Fling. No. <laughs> Wonder Woman's Weak amazing ass, and I invisible I, plane. Hey, 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 you know it's very very <laughs> important that we're getting a Wonder Woman movie <laughs> that she's coming onto the screen that mm. we have a woman of power yeah. in a position as a lead character so a lot, in a movie. A lot oh, on I'll give you that part. Yes, I'll give you that part. And it, it's very very important. Mm-hmm. If you if you know Wonder Woman, there's a lot more to her than just the. Uh, I understand. I'm just teasing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one of those guys. You see, I'm a comic book dude, too. So yeah, yeah. I just I just love, you know, I just think, it's like, for instance, we're having a conversation on one of the other podcasts about um, should um, um, should there be a black James Bond or the black character for this comic book or this comic book. And I'm like, you know, there are so many other good comics of color that we could be doing yeah that we don't need in my opinion that we don't need just to be james bond yeah i mean for me it wouldn't it wouldn't i don't think it wouldn't that hurt, would even hurt it wouldn't really do any was. of that be fine. but there are other that i'm aware of i'm not going to spill it out right now but there are other comics yeah and graphic novels mm-hmm. that have black and latino characters mm-hmm. that he could play that are similar to bond that are just as badass yeah that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, and it's about putting the same type of energy and money and commitment to Correct. The, the character. Correct. Just like the female character pushing out Electra or mm-hmm. that Catwoman movie mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, they didn't nearly put the heart into it that they did when they did Iron Man yeah, and yeah. Batman. Right. So that's another thing that's good about Wonder Woman is that the, the backing of it okay. is, is really important. I wonder, that the I wonder, studio's if, I wonder if they'll backing. keep it dark. Right. You know, knowing yeah, knowing that clips. knowing that the rest of the superheroes now yeah. are, are darker now, yeah. the Batman's and yeah. everybody else. I think they'll keep the same tone. Mm-hmm. And she is a little bit darker. I mean, if you're thinking about Linda Carter, yeah, it's all bright, and they don't really get mm-hmm. into her history as an Amazon sure, sure, and, sure. and all of that. But yeah, there's there's a lot of of, of dark mythology to Wonder Woman. Okay, all right. Well, cool. And I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks so much, Todd. We appreciate you're you being you're on welcome. the show. This is great. I had a blast. Yeah, definitely. So where can people find you? You on, you on Twitter uh, and all that stuff? Yeah, like Twitter, uh, Todd Nunes, and uh, Facebook. And you can uh, like us on Facebook, the All Through the House Facebook page. Good. Promote it. Promote it. Yeah, and you could get, find us on our website at allthroughthehousemovie.com. Okay. And that's where you can get all your information, how to get a hold of me yeah. or the Redmond Company or my beautiful sister. Mm-hmm. Tell your sister's name again. My sister's name is Ashley Mary Nunes. No one in Miss Queen, Queen. I yeah, see you. Yeah, Scream Queen. You. <laughs> Where you at, Tracy? 
at the real Trey. Uh, it's my Twitter handle, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-T-R-A-Y. Uh, Tracy Grant on Facebook, T-R-A-C-Y-G-R-A-N-T. Everybody else, you got it. You already know. You know, <laughs> know how to get at me, but love to hear from, from our listeners today. That's what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Gass, and you guys can find me on Twitter. At Hilliard, you got to say Twitter like I'm cool Twitter. or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> at Hilliard Guest, so you guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, please, please, um, if you guys have any questions for us, um, questions for my man over here, Mr. Todd Nunes, hit me up at ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com or go on his website and say, motherfucker, what you doing? <laughs> 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 Stuff like that. Um, you're like, he might put you in a movie. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like now the right. door going to be knocking every day. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, special, special shout out to all the countries. You guys know who you are following us. Um, the UK, France, um, Germany, um, Italy, uh, the UK. I already said the UK. Uh, y'all motherfuckers. Uh, Australia. Canada, Australia, South Africa, um, yeah, y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> and, of course, the United States. You guys know who you are. Cities, states, you know where you are. We love you guys. We appreciate the support. Um, so join in with us for 2016. Yeah. Okay, so on this, show, <laughs> on this show, we, uh, we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what, everybody? 2016. 2016. Peace, y'all. Yeah. In the rain. Let the beast about the cage That light about the dark Can you build the inferno From an itty bitty spark Coffee shop hustlers Rise with the cream A million other writers Same Hollywood dream Your pen and paper All like bullets in the gun Write what you feel Say what you want In the red We say what we say We do what we feel We gotta keep it real In the red All about the crap So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.